Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank Tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. Mmm, coffee. Let me drink some. That ever makes people speak weirdly. Mm. Are we recording then? Why, yes, Jamie. Yes, oh, we are. I hate that. <laughs> Why was that? So normally you like are like oh, I'm a bit I, funnier. Yeah, you, well, you have something some to say rather than you and you hit record and then started doing vocal warm ups well. and then. The start of this podcast is doing vocal warm-ups and then silence while mm-hmm. we both take a sip mm-hmm. of our respective drinks. That's true, but Jamie, uh, i got to be honest here. I think this episode is going to be a very much um, Al After Hours kind of vibe. <laughs> it's like when you see your ex-teacher at the club and you think, whoa, are they down to fuck? And I'm like that it's teacher, and you are the person who's like 25, and so they're like 48 now. It's fine. It's, it's weird, but not that weird. Uh, you know what I'm saying. That's fine, of course. I do. Yeah. Let's end this. There's been less of a, a concrete theme to our pre-intro bit this week. Hey. But with that, hello and welcome to Hanks Fank, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. Ooh. I'm Jamie Loxton, and the uh, excited crowd member behind me, or across from me, is Al. Say hello, Al. Why, hey there, Jamie. Hello, Al. <laughs> I believe <laughs> the excited audience member across from me, and you going, ooh, while I did that, is actually the exact same thing we did in the first episode. <laughs> I, think that is, I think that's technically a callback. Uh, now, before we get started, Al. Yeah. <laughs> I passed my driving test today! Yay! I'm officially allowed on the roads! Come on! I'm gonna run over so many people! Yeah! I'm gonna get my license taken away from me so quickly! Come on! Yeah, I passed my driving test today. Yay! Yeah, it was fun. Um, It it doesn't take, it's not technically first time because I did have my first test eight odd years ago when I first took it when I was 17 uh, and very much failed. Uh, but I like to think of it as first time because I basically had to learn how to drive completely yeah. uh, anew. I drove here today. What? There was no one else in the Is car. There a car outside? There's a car outside. Oh, that's why you're not drinking. It's a little bit weird. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little ways down the road because there wasn't parking available outside your house. But it was the first time I've ever driven with... No, there's no one else in the uh-huh, car. Uh-huh. It was so exciting. That's great. I, I like, was making extra stops. I stopped off at Tesco's just to... Oh. Ooh. Oh, I'm getting a call from Glasgow. Shall I answer it on the podcast? Sure, I'll vamp. Okay. Hey, how are you guys doing? Hello. Um, Jamie's answering his phone. Hello. He's making a face. They hung up on me. Oh, man, that's That was so exciting. Cool. I know, that would have been oh, such fun. That, yeah. What if it was like me getting an offer for a job? Wouldn't it have that been great? That nope. would have been cool. Nope, it was probably just a did cold you, call. And Did, did yeah. you apply for any jobs in Glasgow? I didn't, but, you oh, know, yeah. they, they might push that. Well, I, you know, I might have auditioned in London, no. but then their offices are in yeah, Glasgow because yeah, yeah, it's much yeah, yeah. cheaper. I mean, that's true, that's true. And I hear it's like the secret. You put it out there, I want to act... Mm. And then he will just come back to you. You know, people just start calling your number. Let's read your number out now. It's 075 666 
One, two, seven, four. Cool. Uh, I'm going to put my phone on Do Not Disturb because I'm a professional. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Big old professional. Um, how, uh, well, I don't know how your week is. You yeah, that, yeah that, that's, that's, that's been that's my week. That was, that was my news. How about yours? I, uh, you know, I, uh, there was a bake sale today at work. And uh, before we start, what is a good price for a bake sale? What do you mean good price? So, uh, so, so you're at a bake sale, yeah. right? You see a piece of flapjack, for instance. What are you for charity? What do you expect it's going to be? Uh, you know, anywhere between like fifty p and a pound, I'd sure. be fine with, depending sure. on the size of the thing. Now, as this bake sale started, everything two pounds. Oh, that's, that's a which lot. Which is steep. That's that's a, that's a steep. That's not even a. That's a central London bake sale. That, right is, that is very much a central London bake sale, and. Um, me and my team, uh, not that they work for me, but, you know, the team I work with, <laughs> um, we all kind of very quickly uh, went, you know what? There is no chance they're going to sell all that stuff for £2. The price is going to go down. <laughs> so we, you were playing the oh, bake sale we, market. We, we sat there thinking, what are capes, cake sale economics? And at what point is it worth buying the cake? Uh, so, of course, £2, absolutely fine. But I'm not going to pay that. That's nonsense. One pound, I go, do I have any money? Because one pound for, it's fine, it's for a good cause. I'll get a couple of things of uh, baked goods. I go over, I find I have two pounds. I could have bought it earlier, but I beat the market. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm giving the same amount of money to charities as would otherwise. I'm just getting more for it, and therefore I've beaten charity. That's great. <laughs> you bought low and ate high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I go upstairs, I go, I see they got flapjacks, I see they got cupcakes. I go down, I got two pounds. I'm going to get myself flapjack, going to get myself a cupcake. I'm walking across. Someone says, is there something on the bottom of my napkin? I look under, under, and the flapjack, it falls to the floor. Horror. Now, <laughs> by this point, they still have a lot of flapjacks left. So they're like, look, take another flapjack. I pick the one up the floor. I pick the one up. I'm going to, I'll throw this floor in the bin. Jamie, like, fuck to oh, throw the floor in didn't. the bin. It was a perfectly good flapjack. They clean those floors <laughs> every day. So I had two flapjacks. I had a cupcake and I've had a sugar high for the last uh, probably four or five hours. And, and you, are now, a a nice, you are now drinking a nice coffee. Oh yeah, Jamie. This is late night out. <laughs> this is our like, it's like when Robin Williams was on cocaine and funny. That's this, <laughs> right? This is my cocaine flapjacks. What was the uh, charity? Uh, <laughs> cancer Trust I was just hoping for you to come up with a quick answer So I could yeah. say that you could st- you stole from cancer yeah. patients I mean that's uh, You stole from the mouths whoa, whoa, of cancer whoa, whoa, whoa. patients I gave the same amount of money I would as otherwise They weren't going to give this leftover food to cancer patients Right? <laughs> and if they were what a concept We're either going to raise money Or flog off the unsold yeah, yeah, yeah. goods I mean, This is now unusable Here you go cancer patients uh, To all cancer patients Those who suffer from cancer I will deliver you baked goods if you ask uh, I'm in that kind of mood right now So that's the kind of day But Jamie because I've been on this kind of high, because I've been this kind of jazz, you know what? I think I owed someone an apology. Did you? I did owe okay. someone an apology. I, don't, I, 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 I genuinely don't know what this might be for, sure. but okay. Dear Jamie's Lumbago. Oh, for God's sake. I'm deeply sorry for outing you last week. That was not my choice to make, and selfishly, I seized an opportunity I shouldn't have. I hope you can forgive me, though I'll never know, for you are a part of the body that is not the mouth. Yours eternally. Ow. And I and I signed it for you and the number. Thank you. Um, you did sign it. Uh, yeah, I will yeah. say, uh, a yes. Um, I'm not sure it's spelled correctly. Yeah, no, it's spelled in two different ways yeah. on this sheet of paper cool, that I'm cool. looking at. That's my dyslexia. Secondly, um, you can't always use that as an excuse. Sure. Word <laughs> word correct exists. I mean, Google exists. Um, fine. Um, this is in terms of effort put into apology, apology letters. Yeah. 
pretty weak compared sure, to other ones we've had. Sure, the other ones have been, have been much longer. And secondly, again, I don't have lumbago, so you are apologising to no, a non-existent a thing. lumbago is just your lower back, right? <laughs> a lumbago is just the part of your back. And we're going uh, to look up what a lumbago is. Lumbago. I was sure that lumbago was a condition that happens no, to the lower back. It is pain in the muscles and joints of the lower back. Shit, I have lumbago. Yeah. Fuck. Um, <laughs> honestly, I thought it was specifically your lower back, so we're both wrong, but I am sorry to your back pain as well as your lower back as well. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's what you had. Um, yeah. Have you got anything else before we push no. into no. historical context and yeah. show context? Now, again, we were criticised for it last week, so we're going to go straight up and mention the name of the film. What is the name of the film? Dragnet. Ooh. Released in 1987, Tom Hanks' Dragnet in his yeah. 15th credit on yeah. IMDB. Yeah. We're going straight yeah. into it. You're doing our historical yeah. context this week. Yes. Hit me out. As we got three films released in 1986, I believe this was re- released around November. You so you, so you have done oh, 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 right whoa, 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 off the whoa. bat. Right off the bat. Terribly. Okay. It's released in 1987. Not only is it released in 1987, it's the only film released in 1987. So if okay. you do not give us 1987 historical sure, context, sure, sure. we will never receive it. Sure. This was released towards the end of the year, but no. had uh, three films released. August 1987. Okay. Well, look, I put a lot of effort into it. Just let me finish. Okay. And okay. Uh, three films released this year, but it sort of reduces what we can talk about. So I'm going to do this week's segues. Uh, wait for fucking one historical fact to another, and that's what I'm focusing on this week. Yeah, that's um, exactly what I did last week. I am still giving real historical things that are happening in the back half of 1986. Wait, are you things just reading the exact... that happened in 1986? Are you just repeating the exact same thing I said last episode? But not in the film. The back half of 1986, we have the Oprah Winfrey show. Yes, you are literally <laughs> repeating the exact same things I did last week. Eat dicks. <laughs> I wrote that down Jamie that was a test And you passed my test You were paying attention last week And you were paying attention this week Paying attention to my own words That I wrote and said And then subsequently listened to Because I'm a narcissist I have a lot of energy right now And therefore I wrote a lot of things Okay So we're going to go through I have the entire year And guess what Jamie Yes thank god Guess what What A lot of things happened in 1987 Yes it's an entire year. And there are some interesting things that connect them all together. So, January 3rd, Aretha Franklin becomes the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Woo! January 5th, Ronald Reagan gets prostate surgery. January 13th, New York mafiosi Anthony Fat Tony Salerno uh, gets sentis- sentenced to 100 years in prison for racketeering. January 22nd, Pennsylvania treasurer... Bud Dwyer shoots himself and kills himself uh, during a televised press conference after being found guilty on charges of bribery, conspiracy, and racketeering. Hmm, racketeering again. February 11th, British Airways gets privatised. Didn't realise it was national at one point. On the 20th, the second Unabomber attack. Uh, March 9th, the Joshua Tree gets released by U2. March 24th, Michael Eisner and the French Prime Minister Jacques Chirac signed the agreement to construct Disneyland Paris. You look like you have something to say. Well, yes, so there's... um as someone who has done the historical context, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're working out this is episode sure. 15, probably somewhere between seven and eight, eight. times at this point. I don't oh, know nine. which way, which way around it is. Um, there's this thing called editing oh. and, and curation oh. where you don't say literally, because I've 
been on I'm sure the website that you have used this for as we both have sure. in the multiple times that we have done historical uh-huh. context and looked up and it yes. lists date and then uh-huh. event very mm-hmm. dryly um, and you know I generally tend to curate some of those events yes. and potentially add some commentary sure. not sure. read word for word uh, what is said on those Jamie, websites Jamie I hate to call you an idiot yep. but there are two things here one the month of January has more than one two three four, four days okay? well, yes. So yes but there's not a thing that to... happens every single day that, well, that, that was a load of interesting stuff but two I'm getting back to it there are links here Jamie just like last week we had your segues we had your segues I took that and I ran with it and I'm beginning to see the links now if you let me get to the end Jamie I'm going to show you I need to set the scene first this is all the scene of 1987 this is all the scene of Dragnet it's going to get to the end of this Jamie I'm going to go back and we're going to go into the conspiracy theory that is 1987 okay so such an annoying sound please stop so I can see how many Joshua Tree gets released then you get Disneyland on the 20 that's also Disneyland April the Simpsons first airs on the Tracy Ullman show June the dusty seaside sparrow becomes extinct Canada gets the loony October the Canadian United States free trade agreement gets signed the Soviet Union begins to collapse. In the background to all of this, Jamie, all of this, Iran Contra's going on. You got the Senate, you got the Congress who are formally saying Ronald Reagan can go fuck himself. And you know what else, Jamie? And this is where things start to click. Two things. One, July 27th, Rick Astley releases the hit single, Never Gonna Give You Up. Never Gonna Give You Up. And two things, Jamie. I would like to say that the title to that song only has one. Hey, I am never gonna stop. <laughs> The second thing, Jamie, who is our podcast most hated Nazi? Wow, someone doesn't pay attention as much as he likes to think. Klaus Barbie, in July, gets sentenced to, uh, to life imprisonment in Lyon, where he was obviously a really horrific uh, Nazi. Now, Jamie, if we look at these things, so many things start to get, come together, right? Clearly 1987, not a good year history-wise. Mm-hmm. But when we look at this, when we look at this, we start to see things. We start to understand March 9th. The Joshua Tree gets released by you too. What's the first letter of Joshua Tree? J. Aretha Franklin becomes the first woman to into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What's the first letter of Aretha Franklin? It's an A. I would like to say that these did not happen order. <laughs> you're you, you are just, you're jumping around in the list. Help me to get to my end. New York mafiosi Anthony Fats, uh, Tony Solero gets sentenced to 100 years in prison. Hmm. Mafiosi? Where does that begin with? <laughs> that wasn't even M- the first J- letter. A- that M- wasn't even the first letter of that sentence. Michael Eisner, who works for which company? Disney. What's he building? Disneyland Paris. What does e- Disney end with? An E. Jam. E. Or rather, is it Jamie? That's not how you spell Jamie, my name. There are a lot of things here that draw. You, all that, you, you could have pulled an I out of any of you those. To the year 1987. Have you or have you not met Rick Astley? You have met Rick Astley. And so these things begin to fit into order, Jamie. We can see through the looking glass. You've met Rick Astley. We have talked in the past about Klaus Barbie, our podcast's least favourite Nazi. They're obviously worse Nazis, but you know, like he's a bad Nazi, Jamie. Clearly, you built a time boat, you took it on a trip without me, and I'm really offended by that. You went back to the year 1987, and you started leaving me clues, Jamie. You started leaving me clues to understand the course of history. You are the Unabomber, is all I'm suggesting. (laughs) You're the Unabomber, okay? You also, you also help 
fucking Ronald Reagan get through Iran-Contra? That is the only possible way to perceive this, Jamie. He should have been impeached. He wasn't impeached. Why wasn't he impeached? Oh, simple answer. You! Okay, I have two things. Sure. I like that the theory of this yeah. is that, A, yeah. I'm able to leave you clues, but really badly. Like, I'm, I'm trying to leave you clues, but they are yes. awful. They are riddled randomly through sentences yes. and not in order. Mm-hmm. So, firstly, we have to assume that I am dumb enough to, able to be able to do that. Sure. But also intelligent enough to keep Ronald Reagan in office. Oh, yes. These are the, the two facets of my personality yes. in this. Jamie, um, to catch an idiot savant, one must be an idiot savant. And here we are. I understand history now, Jamie. I have solved the past. I'm tearing this up, Jamie. This is where we are. Give me some show context, please. I will once my phone stops being shit and unlocks Let me vamp about the past a little bit more, yeah, Jamie. Yeah, vamp about the past a little bit more while my phone There were so shit. many other connections here. One, were you or were you not born in the year 1987? No. Oh, you were definitely born in the year 1987. <laughs> no! What? I'm not. Not you 32, Al! Really? Uh, <laughs> Al, take the numbers. One, nine, eight, seven. Do you know what that spells? James. Wait. If you, James. Wait, wait. If you it's alphanumerically yes. take if the numbers one, nine, eight, seven, what does you, that if spell? You, if you take the letter, you say A. Okay, so it's an anagram. Clearly, your name doesn't begin with an A. A. Uh, nine. What's the ninth letter of an alphabet, A, B, C, J. <laughs> G. G. <laughs> no, it's J. It's J. It's J. There we go. What's eight? H. And what's your middle name? Horsley. Seven. <laughs> what was that? That was E. He is the seventh letter of the alphabet. And we are through the looking glass. I've solved time. Fuck you. I will catch you in the future. Time boat lives on. Hashtag Bennett Bonzi. I'm so glad that my phone has started working. So, this film, Dragnet, uh, as mentioned, was released in August of 1987, August 7th specifically. Uh, as I said, it's uh, Hanks' only film in 1987. In fact, uh-huh. it is only one film year yeah. until a decade later in 1996, yes. uh, excluding 1991 when he releases no films. Interesting. Um, it is made on a budget of $20 million and it makes $57.4 million Ooh. domestic, $66.7 million worldwide. It was the 13th highest grossing film of that year in the US coming in just behind Predator and beating Robocop Planes, Trains and Automobiles and Stanley Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket this was a very successful film Um, it is a parody uh, and homage to a 1950s TV show of the same name Dragnet Mm -hmm. which was also originally based on a radio series Mm -hmm. Uh, the name Dragnet comes from a police term, meaning a system of coordinated measures for apprehending criminals or suspects. Yeah. Do I know what that means despite having read that entire sentence? No. Um, could, did I try to understand it by reading more of a Wikipedia article? Yes. Uh-huh. Did I understand it? No. And so anyone feels like writing into friends' thoughts and explaining what the fuck a Dragnet is, uh-huh. please do. Um, the beginning of the show... Uh, Oh, oh god damn it I, what I've written down here it's got a, yep. an iconic little mm-hmm. little theme yes um, and I've written it down phonetically mm-hmm. and for the life of me can I not remember what it sounds like do you remember what it sounds like can I see what it is uh, I've got I can't remember can oh I it's bum 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 excuse you it actually goes bum 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 pause 
Bum, ba-dum, bum, bum, blah, 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 blah. Um, so that's, that is actually something people will recognise. It's been pastiched and parodied uh, throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, it was the original radio show intro. Uh, but the intro to this film is uh, then remixed into an 80s techno bop. And oh boy, is it something. It's oh, real something. It, I would recommend looking it up. It might be the worst song you have ever heard. Oh, is it the credit song? No, the credit song we oh, will we'll get, get to. Yeah, 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 the theme yeah, yeah. song at the beginning starts out with sure. a bum, ba dum bum, and then yeah. it starts getting remixed no, with um, no, with some techno beats, and yeah. then also Dan Aykroyd oh, saying, no. just the facts, ma'am. Uh, over um, and over and over and over again. Yes, like yeah, minutes, yeah. yeah, it's really bad. Um, so, the aforementioned Dan Aykroyd, famous for things like Blues Brothers and Ghostbusters, yeah. uh, plays Joe Friday, the nephew of yeah. the original series star. Uh, um, he'd, in fact, already played uh, Friday in an SNL sketch about uh, ten years earlier. So this was an impression he had been doing for a while. He also wrote the film alongside Alan Zwiebel. I may have pronounced that uh, incorrectly. Uh, whom he'd worked with on SNL. Uh, Tom Hanks, obviously, is in this film. He is the uh, straight-laced Dan Aykroyd's new renegade partner. Um, so Dan Aykroyd essentially is trying to live up to the 1950s, like, heralded police work yeah. that his uncle did he's straight laced he's fast talking etc we'll get yeah. into that as we go into more of a uh, more of the film uh, the role was originally tom hanks's original role uh tom hanks's role mm-hmm. was originally god that's i'm not doing it's literally what i have written here and yeah. i just couldn't read it correctly uh-huh. um was offered to jim belushi uh-huh. but he was unable to do it so uh, tom hanks got given the role uh harry morgan plays their boss yeah. and he was actually also in the original show as the main character's partner interesting um so he has now in the world of this film uh-huh. been uh promoted to captain yeah. and is now his previous partner's nephew's captain mm-hmm. um we also have uh, uh where am i christopher Plummer yeah. playing the uh, main villain mm-hmm. uh obviously well, very well known actor and finally alexandra paul uh plays the damsel in distress slash love interest yep. of this film and that sort of rounds out our main cast yeah so that is all my lovely little show context mm-hmm. i thought i'd keep it nice simple just the real facts okay. of the film anything yeah, yeah. important um and we can just you seem to want to question yeah, something two things One, yeah um now i know my thing may have devolved into what some critics have described as the uh, number one sci-fi novel of the century mm-hmm. but uh, at the beginning of mine you criticized me for just giving the facts uh, for presenting what happened in the year 1987. And I, no, no, I, I, I presented it as a downside. You said I wasn't editing, Jamie, but there are 365 days, okay? There are many countries in the world, and I gave you a selection of facts. And so, maybe I'm going to sit here and maybe think the word hypocrite. Maybe I won't say it, but I'll think it. Let us continue on. Cool. So this film opens with the famous bum, 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 blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. We have uh, another homage to the original um, sure. show, which is uh, a little voiceover saying, yeah. uh, the story you're about to see is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Another classic thing that has been parried multiple yes. times. That's the original uh, intro. Yeah. On this one, it is it's, added it's on, uh, for example, George Baker is now Sylvia Weiss. Yes. Little funny joke. Yeah. Um, and we open on... Dan Aykroyd is the voiceover, basically, to yes. this whole film. He narrates so, the film. It opens with, uh, we're down by the kind of warehouse. Oh, I forgot about it's the very opening scene. with uh, porn magazines. <laughs> yes. There's a fire truck there. And it looks like they're kind of stealing uh, all these kind of magazines. And yep. a, a police officer, kind of security guard, comes up and he goes, Hey, whoa, whoa, there's no fire here. What are you doing? And uh, then a, a big, big hulk of a man. Yeah. Um, 
then uh, lights a Molotov cocktail, throws it, creates a way bigger explosion than you would expect from a Molotov cocktail, and then says, there's your fire. He then chokes this security guard, and in in a very strange moment, goes, um, and uh, if you ever see Dragon, whatever, go back to your boss, and then kills the man, he he strangles him, drops him to the floor, and then says... Tell him that so and so sent has been sent to you. I'm like, he just he he kills him right. and then says, "Tell your boss this." Um, it's very confusing. Uh-huh. I believe it's one of those things that they call comedy. Uh-huh. Um, it is a joke. It is a joke. Yes. Uh, it I, it more confused me. I didn't laugh, but um, yeah, you know. In, I I had taken it that he was just knocked out, but it does later say that he's murdered. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, you hear a, a little crack of the neck, like he's um, yeah, yeah. like he's been twisted in the neck. Yeah. That classic thing. Um, so they're stealing a bunch of, of magazines. Yeah, and then we cut to Dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. and um, he basically speaks the same way the entire film. It is. If you had seen the original, I'm told sure. it's a very good impression of what um, Joe Friday. No, he's Joe, Joe Friday. Friday. He's whatever, Joe Friday. whatever his uncle Friday. Proper Friday. Proper Friday. Uncle, it is actually. Unky Friday. Unky Friday um, from the original show did, yeah. but apparently it is a very good impression he of that. Like this. He's talking like this, and he's very straightforward. And it was in yes. 1100 a.m. and there was all these. Yeah, we were going down to meet a perp down at uh, City Hall, and I blah, smoke blah, blah, cigar, yeah. and I look at humanity's dysfunction, yeah. and crime is everywhere. Yeah, um, we find out that his partner has oh. gone to work on a goat farm. I believe is the detail. He's, he's he's chasing his dream, and he's opened a goat farm. Yes, he leaves a letter. Uh, the boss says, "Look, I, you know, I hope you understand." He goes, "I understand." Will the people of LA, those people out there, will they understand that there isn't a cop out there protecting them? Shakes his head. Yes. Yes. Uh, and he is told he has a new partner. Yeah. Um, and in enters Tom Hanks. He is renegade cop. Oh, he yeah. Is, he's, uh, he gets, an, he's an undercover narc, he, basically. He gets, he gets pulled in uh, in a, be- a literally beat-up, um, let's say, drag, like smashed all together. He's getting uh, carried along by a tow truck. Uh, he pops out. He's, he's wearing a biker jacket. He's, he's dressed got like hair. Al Pacino in like Serpico kind of thing. Uh, Joe Friday looks him up, looks him down and goes, what the... Yeah, and give, gives him a dressing down, yeah. listing all the like citations. the citations and the city codes about oh you need to have uh, preferably black leather shoes, shine to a clean sheen, etc., etc. Yes, I should have. It's really I should have remembered some of these quotes, but yeah. it's so he speaks so goddamn much. Yes, it's very difficult to remember all the time. <laughs> yes, um, and so we uh, cut to. Tom Hanks now having been cleaned yes. up, wearing what he was requested on him. Yes, and basically what we start on is a very classic buddy cop. Dynamic of yeah. the straight-laced rule-following one, and then the renegade one. Yeah. Anytime when they're going to like um, uh, to an investigation sure. to a crime scene, Tom Hanks is constantly going, "Look, you can go faster than this." And Dan Aykroyd is like, yeah. "Oh no, no, I can't do that. It's civil law." But of course, as a buddy cop film, uh, we want to know the crime. So as we saw at the beginning, yep. the stuff's been stolen. Turns out there's been a series of thefts by a group referred to as P A G A N Pagan. Uh, and it started off small, but now it's starting to get the people of LA scared. Yes, and their latest one was stealing Porn a bunch mags. of yeah, a bunch of versions of this universe's 
Playboy. Yeah. Yeah, Playboy. Very very much Playboy because they do go to a a Playboy mansion-esque. When they buzz in, uh, a female over the tunnel goes, oh, thank God, vibrator repair. Uh, it's it's a funny little joke made made me I giggle. Like joke went completely over my head. Now I'm getting it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. A vibrator yeah. is a female pleasure toy. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Well done. Ah, yes. Um, and they say I'm the one that's inexperienced. Um, and so they he goes no, and then they go in and they meet the um, yeah. Hugh Hefner character Lisa, played by yeah, yeah. Dabney Coleman. Yep. Um, they have a few little jokes with some of the, the ladies of the... Sure. Tom Hanks, um, of course, knows uh, every single one of them, Yes, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, this is Miss February, etc. Did you notice that we do actually meet the aforementioned Sylvia Weiss? So in the beginning, ah. they say George Baker is now called Sylvia, Sylvia Weiss. Weiss. And Sylvia Weiss is the woman in this film that shows her breasts yeah. to, yeah, that, to these that, men that, that and true. says, um, do these look like the breasts of a, of a 40-year-old woman? Uh, and then uh, Dan Aykroyd goes, no, they do not, ma'am. They look uh, yes. truly spectacular. I mean, we is, must go. Yes, it is very much... Um, but yeah, so yeah. that's supposed to be George Baker. That's sure. a funny little uh, yeah. allusion if you notice it. They're going it. around, they're chasing all these things, they go to the zoo, there's been like a lion mane stolen, there's been yep. a bat stolen, <laughs> did, there's been a snake did, stolen. Wait, the lion mane hasn't been stolen. It's, oh, shaved. Yeah, it's, it's been shaved into a mohawk, mohawk. <laughs> except it's very clearly just a female lion yeah. with a fake mohawk wing. Tom Hanks goes, <laughs> what's the big deal? It's just, you know, it's gonna It's going to grow back and then, oh, what about these kids? They'll never know this. And then Tom Hanks goes, Hey kids, it'll grow back. Yay! Yay! Um, they're going around. They have a lead. Recently, within kind of the past couple hours, uh, I think a wedding dress has been stolen uh, by from this landlord's yep. um, by her tenants. They kind of and they sh- basically end up on mi- finding um, the aforementioned big hulk of a man yeah. that killed a man earlier. They find him in his car, uh, and we get end up on a bit of a car chase yes. um, in a very odd odd little moment so as he pulls away he drives over Dan Aykroyd's foot and then there's like a ridiculous over the top reaction of him going to his foot but he's not making any noise and it's not it's not like we're supposed to not they've suddenly like thrown on the music and we're not hearing anything because Tom Hanks does speak mere seconds (laughs) afterwards he just makes the face and no noise it's very odd. It may, I'd like rewinded it to check what yeah. like has my like TV suddenly gone mute. Why did this happen? It was very odd. Yeah. So they're um, on the chase. Uh, Tom Hanks is driving and he's smashing into everything. Yeah. Right? He's going really fast. Dan Aykroyd is saying, "Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to arrest you. This is dangerous driving." Yeah. Tom Hanks grabs the book, throws it out the window. He's a loose cannon cop yeah. who lives on the edge. Yeah. I, I think they literally Dan Aykroyd goes, "You may as well throw the book out the window." And then Tom goes. Sounds like a plan. And then throws, throws it off. Yep. Uh, they end up crashing on a beach into a little beach hut. Yep. In, again, another... They're, dry, they're trying to escape on the beach and the criminal just goes up the ramp to the beach hut. He could have gone round it very easily. So, um, they, he, so he crashes into it and they, they catch him. They take the perp uh, to the police precincts. They're interviewing him. They're not really getting anywhere and they know his lawyer's going to come soon. So what they do, Tom Hanks goes, hey, Dan Aykroyder, get me, uh, get me coffee. Will you get us all the coffee? Dan Aykroyder goes, sure. And then... He tortures the man. He yes, straight he, up tortures the he man. He shuts his balls in the drawer. Yeah. That's, he says, it's just me, you, this drawer, and, and your balls. balls. And, and then we cut away to Dan Aykroyd and hear screaming and a desk being slammed. I don't... 
know how this was supposed to no, did he drop this the yeah did he drop this man's trousers like forcibly he's a weird guy yeah he's a big guy like, drag he's, him over he's put not his like... testicles in the drawer and go slam, slam. multiple times and you have to suit so, and also the question is are the balls is it like a vice are you putting the balls a little bit of space and then wham into it or is it like the balls are over and then he's slamming it to, to the connective tissue above the balls like what is so, it so he's placing the balls in the drawer they are inside They're I mean not... I guess it just depends how cold it was in the room yeah I mean gotta be honest this is horrific yeah it's level. very strange Dan goes back they get a bit of information they hear that there's a to be a pagan pagan festival yeah so they um, they take this guy's ID and his name yeah, yeah. they dress up as pagans all in yes they do torture him again <laughs> Yes. <laughs> he goes, uh, actually, we, we haven't got enough information. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, you'll get me a Danish. <laughs> so after slamming his balls in the drawer, he tortures this man a second time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. um, and they arrive at the Pagan Festival. They're all dressed as, like, bikers. Dan yeah, Aykroyd's got a big mohawk on or whatever. Um, they arrive, and there's fake police outside. Yeah. And they're all being like, huh, we just... God, can't be too careful. Can't have no. We can't have non-pagans getting in here tonight, especially not tonight. And they're all giggly. Um, they arrive. A man is wearing a goat mask, yeah. and I guess hands them over some trousers and says, trousers. "Don't forget your goat trousers, goat legs, or something yeah. like that." Another man comes out with hallucinogenic drugs. Yes, tells them they have to take drugs. Yes, they Tom take. Hanks takes an entire handful, uh, which will become relevant later. Oh. Um, so it's it's a plot device. It, it seems like a throwaway see. joke, but it's actually a, a foreshadowing. That's how you can tell a comedy is next level changing <laughs> is when the jokes work twice yes um and uh, so they end up getting into the pagan fest they find out that pagan stands for people against goodness and normalcy yeah which is fun um and uh, so there's a big ritual going on yeah. they're throwing in like the lion's mane yeah. and dan is going that must have been the lion from the, from the zoo and someone's uh. like yeah, well done. Yeah. No, no shit, dumb shit. Um, and then they eventually say, and finally, a sacrifice of a virgin. Yes. <laughs> and pull, on, pull out a woman in a white dress. And Wedding dress and soul, yeah. Yeah. And chuck her into a pit with a, with a full-on live snake. Yeah. A massive, the biggest python. Oh, it looks big. They say it's 20 foot. It looks much bigger than 20 foot when they get down there. It's a basilisk. Um, so, yeah. So Tom, Tom Hanks and um, Dan Aykroyd dive Chomping. in to save her. Um, they're like fighting the... the the snake it's not working they're constricting yeah. dan and and um paula I th- no. no paula's it's the like, actress's name yeah it begins with a c it's like cecily jones or something. Um, um no god damn it oh, I mean, the look it up it, it's also uh, not paula it's alexandra whatever um alexandra paul is the actress's name but yeah while you're looking that up they uh, are constricting that. So Tom Hanks has an ingenious idea and he pulls out a bunch of the drugs and force feeds them into the snake's mouth holds this yes Connie Swale. Connie Swale. Yes. And uh, so they drug the snake Snake. and escape. There's a bit of an action sequence where they're beating up a bunch of pagans. There is a joke I quite like, which is um, they go out. There are all these kind of pagans just sitting there. Uh, Joe Friday goes, right, uh, you all have the right to remain silent. You're all under arrest. And they all just stand there going, no, it's like a 500. <laughs> Tom Hank takes out his gun. Starts, starts shooting his gun in the air. Disperses the crowd. Uh, meanwhile, Joe Friday apparently just an ass kicker. He takes names and kicks yes. ass, all right? Yes. Uh, he, he takes out his gun. It's a smaller gun. She goes, why is your gun smaller than his? And he goes, I've never had, like, I've never had any complaints with my gun or something no, like I, that. No, I think I've never, he says, I've never needed more. Yes. Um, um, she's... 
enraptured by yes. Joe Friday. Um, they, the Virgin as, as they're fighting away, of, uh, yes, we will get to the Virgin Quality as well in a second. Um, uh, but as they're uh, uh, running away, they get a little bit separated, and Connie yeah. gets grabbed by someone with a goat mask. Yes, and she rips that goat mask yeah. off, and she seems to recognise this. Yeah, he's, person. he's the league. He's the lead pagan. Yeah, right? the lead pagan, and she seems to recognise yeah. this person for whatever reason. We'll find out why later, um, because I don't think we, also, we have. Oh, have we seen so him? I didn't know we had. Let's set this up earlier in the thing. Uh, you know, as we have, you probably know from this, uh, Joe Friday is a square. And <laughs> briefly, when <laughs> they're on, nerd. when they're looking at the beginning to get these clues and stuff, they briefly stop off by a newspaper stand. They pick up a paper for something like it's called like um, Magan or something like modern Americans for goodness and normalcy or whatever. Like, some, a mama, I think it's called. And they look to the TV. There's a TV up at the top of the stand. And the guy who is on, who is, uh, runs the paper or whatever is up there. He's a priest. He's saying, you know, uh, look, if you want to change politics, you go to L.A. If you want to change uh, newspapers or whatever, you go to New York. And if you want to change uh, crime, filth, degradation, and pornography, you come to L.A. And he's clearly come to L.A. to clean things up. And so, when we see the mask yes, taken off... it is said... Uber Christian, yeah. goodness man, sure, surprise. Uh, um, so they uh, escape, yeah. Um, and yes, as you say, the the Virgin Connie Swell um, is how Dan refers to her. Yes, for the, for how Joe I mean, Friday they, refers they to, her, refer the, to her. The Virgin Connie Swell. Yes, the Virgin Connie Swell for the entire um, film. Yeah. Um, hello, this is the Virgin Connie Swell. It's very strange. It's um, they get her back. Yeah. Um, the next scene I remember is at the restaurant, so I feel like you might have yeah, to... Yeah, no, 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 but briefly beforehand, they go to their boss, right? They drop over a house. Oh, yes, She yeah. clearly is into him. They go, what we've got to do is we've got to get a boss. They, they call our boss, and it's four in the morning. The boss comes in. They explain the, in detail, they kind of... There, were, there was a out. snake, and the, the drugs, yeah. and there were people wearing uh, goat he, masks. He works, uh, Tom actually gets something out of his pocket. All the drugs fall out. He goes, look, I mean, look, we took the hallucinogenics, but we had to, otherwise they wouldn't trust us. And the boss, to his credit, goes... Okay, okay, we'll, we'll call in the commissioner, we'll go investigate this pagan site. And it's like 8 o'clock the next day. They go in, they're still in costume, they look at the site, nothing's there. Yeah. The screen which had said pagan on the, you know, pagan fest at the top, gone. This giant pit, gone. There's no snake. Ah, oh, and they're explicitly told they're taken off the case. Yes. Um, and so the next scene is uh, Tom Hanks goes and meets uh, Joe Friday at uh, his house. Yeah. And uh, meets his his sweet old Nunu, his little oh, yes. little grandma, his sweet little lady, sweet yep. little old lady. Um, it then turns out that all four of them are going on a date. Well, all yes. three of them are it's, going it's on a date with the Virgin Connie so, Uh His grandmother, not Granny Friday, but instead Granny Monday, uh, because it's his maternal grandmother. Uh, it's her birthday, and he was uh, going to take his date on him so he could meet. He can meet the Virgin Connie Swales. Yes. Tom Hanks just shows up because he wants to see what the hell uh, Joe Swales is doing. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe Friday. Joe Friday is doing. Um, they kind of have a yes. little time. It's kind of funny. While at the restaurant, they see Head of Pagan. Well, she sees. She sees Head and, of Pagan. And says, that's him, that's the man. Um, and then Tom Hanks is like, yo, dude, you can't just arrest that man. He's here with, like, the chief. So I think basically yeah. the Pagan leader's plot point is he wants sure. to get the chief of police elected Out. mayor yes oh yes it's something along those lines um, it's not really that relevant it's not mentioned much I but yes yeah. he wanted to be mayor and he wanted to get the chief of police uh, it's not hugely important you'll no, like, I mean, figure it's, it's it out something along, something along those lines basically something along those lines something to do with public office whatever mm-hmm. um, it shows how well it's been explained that neither of us can fully nail it um, and so um, Joe Friday goes 
no, I have to do it. Like, uh, he says something along the lines of, according to code number 407 of the LA Penal Code, vermin aren't allowed in restaurants or something shitty like that. And so he goes and meets him in the bathroom and arrests him in the bathroom for some reason. Um, and yeah. instead of handcuffing him to himself, sure. handcuffs him to his own arm. He doesn't handcuff uh, the no, pagan he, leader's behind, um, hands behind that, his back. That does happen. Really? Yeah, to stop them running away. Because if your hands are done together, you can still <coughs> run away, right? Like, you could run away and just get it cut off. Fair enough. You handcuff you to the police officer, then you can... I'm fairly sure I've never seen that done before, I, I've, but fair I've enough. I've seen it a couple of times. Um, but, and yeah. then, he, so he takes them back to yeah. um, the chief of police, and he goes, this man, look, we've got the Virgin Connie Swell over there. She's saying this is him. This is the man that did it to her. She ki- he kidnapped her. Sure. And then they go, no, yeah. you dumb shit. Bad you. Um, and so this is basically the start of the classic buddy cop plot line of oh the straight laced one is becoming more renegade and the renegade one is starting to become more straight laced um and so uh joe fighter gets kicked off the force Uh um he's he's gone he's gone completely out of line yeah and he's he takes his he gets his badge taken away Mm. and this man is entirely defined by being a police yes he is nothing nothing Without the police, and he's devastated. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of switch then, perspective-wise, uh, across to Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks starts to have his own narration. It's kind of yep. funny. Yep. He, he starts. He, start, he starts dressing down other police officers, officers. saying, "Oh, you're you're yeah. disgrace to the badge. What are you doing with your tie and your shirt and tuck your shirt in and wash your shoes and etc." He meets his buddy, and for some reason, he assumes because he can't find his buddy that. The guy's been kidnapped. Yeah. He tracks down the old uh, big lunking henchman. Yep. He uh, doesn't torture him this time, does he torture him? No, no, he does beat him up and arrest him. Sure. Um, Which, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, beats him up and arrest him, gets back Joe Friday, but he's not with Connie. Yeah. Uh, Connie's been taken away somewhere else, and they're like, we got it, we got to save her. They track her down to... No, he is... Sorry, originally they are together. They are together. I this is a tree. And then she gets taken away... With the implication of to be uh, head of pagans, sex slave. Yeah, uh, is just the implication. Yeah, uh, and this is when Tom Hanks then saves sure. him. Um, they think they have to track her down. They yeah. know that he's going to some sort of party. Yes, he's going. So basically, what's happened is, so either and I think it's this guy is running for mayor, and he's got the endorsement. Having condemned the porn king, he's uh, got the mayor to shop this party. He's got the porn king to shop this party. Um, the Porn King is kind of being manipulated by this guy. He's a massive, you know, running a criminal empire. He wants to play both sides of the game. He wants to both be the criminal king and to be this kind of evangelical uh, saviour figure. Uh, we also briefly missed out. There's a section where there's been some chemicals stolen, which, if mixed into a gas, will kill people if you breathe it. Yeah. Um, they raided milk. They milk, raised a milk factory. Turns out it doesn't seem it's to be there. It's just but they, a normal they, milk factory. But it isn't. They've actually hidden it there. It's a weird thing. It's like a double bluff. Um, this gas is going to be used to poison uh, the Porn King, who we met at the beginning of the film. Uh, his uh, the, the magazine is called uh, Bait, which Bait. Yeah. Uh, is weird. Uh, I think the mayor's also there, and they're going to use this to basically kill them off. And then he either he becomes mayor or the police chief becomes mayor. Yeah. And so they they figure out. Oh, they've gone into this. We've got sure. to go. And then um, Tom Hanks goes, "No, you can't." And then Dan, you haven't got a warrant. And Dan go, Dan Aykroyd, Joe Friday goes, yeah. "Oh, section blah 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 code. If you don't have a, if you have probable causing me, it's like, yeah, but you're not a police officer now, dude. Like, sorry." Eat dicks. Yeah, right. Um, you um, can't do this. Uh, so if you ever want to get your badge back, you yeah. can't. Uh, you need to not do this. Yes. Um, and also at this point, Joe has gone... In, at the same time as Tom Hanks is going, 
uh, into kind of straight lace mode. Joe Friday is even more renegade now, yeah. right? He's punching people. He's uh, swinging out shotguns. He's ready to do anything, kill anyone, to save the Virgin Connie Swale. Yeah. Uh, so we end up, Tom Swap Hanks breaks gets, in. Yeah. Um, basically a big fight breaks out sure, uh, we have a fun ones. line of Joe Friday rocking up and then uh, Tom Hanks says thanks God it's Friday yeah you know fun two, fun stuff two, like that oh. um, they discover that she's no longer there mm-hmm. so they end up in another car chase yep. this whole becomes a big big action sequence big classic cop action sequence yep. um, they track them down to like an airport or mm-hmm. an airstrip of sure. some sort um, and they think they've got away. We're basically getting to the denouement yes. of the film. Um, they fly away, and man thinks he's got away with it. Yeah, he's, we've got a shot of them flying along, and then up comes the <laughs> LAPD's jet fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like um, F-50, yeah, like, like full up with with Dan Aykroyd in the back. It has LAPD on the side. It yeah. is a full on F-15, and he just like points down to the ground again. They're not doing it. They're just flying alongside him. The criminal gives up real easily. I think the implication is uh, we will shoot down a civilian <laughs> aircraft if you do not land, which is wrong. Well, also, they won't because the Virgin Connie Swell is in it. But, yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a chance the Reverend can't take. Yeah, um, um, so that he gets arrested. Um, and then we get to the final bits of the film where Tom Hanks is meeting up with um, Dan Aykroyd oh, again. Have the best line of the entire film. Uh, yeah, we can call oh, it that. I mean, that's <laughs> the film. Um, and it's he, a and, moment and a half. Yeah, and uh, Tom Hanks basically says something to him and he goes, oh yeah, no, I was with Connie Swale. And then Tom Hanks goes, don't you mean the virgin Connie Swale? And then we get... Bum, 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 bum. Bum. While Dan Aykroyd looks at him, full on like <laughs> eyeballs the camera and just gives a full on eye, eyebrow yeah. wiggle. And that's bum, the end of the fucking bum, bum. film. <laughs> that's the last thing in the film. Yeah, yeah. Except for the greatest thing in this film, oh, which yeah. is the the credit song, which is a indie rock techno Rap. rap song rap, yeah, yeah. I mean, so there's indie indie rock techno yeah. played by a band and then there is Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks rapping, rapping. the Miranda rights they rap yeah the basically rights. rapping the Miranda rights slightly adjusted to make it like and like talking about LA and crime and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. I fully recommend you look this up it is horrific it is so bad it is the like Dan Aykroyd's okay because he's like kind of in character yeah, doing yeah, yeah, like yeah. and it's like characterised bad yeah. Tom Hanks is just Real bad white guy rapping. Oh, it yeah. is awful. It is excruciating, and I recommend anyone goes and yeah, watches yeah, yeah. it. If Just look up Dragnet film post credits, like or credit rap, rap, like ah, yeah. oh, it is honestly so bad. If you take one thing away from this episode, is go listen to the go Dragnet to rap. It's okay. So, oh. they also, don't mention the word Dragnet at all. In the no, 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 film. not at all. It's literally just uh, just from the uh, sure. reference. So I think we're into like, yeah, discussion yeah, time. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there's nothing more to discuss unless you want to, you know, break down the names no, and no, the no, way no. that things scrolled on the credits. I, I, I meant in terms of like break it down to our feelings on like yeah. scores and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can go first. Sure. Uh, so obviously we start. We have kind of three criteria. They are um, how good is the film out of five? Um, how good is Tom Hanks out of five? Uh, and the Tom Hanks and dick, dick meter out of five. And then obviously, is it going in our Hanks, Hanks bank? bank? Now, once again, for any new listeners, the uh, Hanks Bank uh, is the collection of films we're going to show to the aliens. Ooh. Why would we show it to the aliens, you might ask? Well, that's because they have invaded and ask us to prove our worth to, mm-hmm. to join the United States of space. Mm. And we have decided the best way to 
prove our worth to them is to show them the works of our greatest human. We've decided our greatest human is Tom Hanks, but we can't show them all of his works, so we must whittle down his works, creating the Hanks Bank, the collection of movies we're going to show to the aliens to prove our worth to them. So welcome, course, new listeners. Welcome. It's good that we that <laughs> I'm, good, I'm I'm really impressed. Fifty minutes yeah, in. Really impressed you made it this far. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, we're glad you can commit. Um, please listen to all our past podcasts. Rate yes. them at five stars <laughs> yeah. and uh, get your friends to listen. Uh, yeah. So if we're, if we're rating this out of five, it's a weird one. Um, yeah. This is sort of the uh, say maybe bachelor party. It's every. But you can see the money, right? I think it's probably the biggest budget one, maybe Splash Sully Uh No, I think it is the biggest, bu- biggest budget. And it feels like that. It feels it feels like an 80s comedy movie. Um, if you've watched... It actually feels like a lot of Dan Aykroyd films, right? A little bit like The Blues Brothers, um, a little bit like Ghostbusters. It's cheaper than both of them. It's not as good as both of them. Um, and ultimately, I think that holds this back. Uh, there are other Dan Aykroyd films which do the variations on a cop thing better or like two guys on the run thing kind of better. Um... I found it funny in parts. There were there were jokes I laughed at. Again, I I probably the two things I laughed at were in the last five minutes of the film, which of course <laughs> are the the eyebrow cock, punching uh, <laughs> Connie Swell no more section. And um, if if I was laughing, I'm not sure with the film, I was laughing at the absurdity of the moment. Yeah, I was definitely laughing at that, and then the rap as the rap. well. The rap definitely got the biggest laugh out of me yeah, of this yeah. entire film. The rest of the stuff, I kind of watched and went, oh, I, I recognise this is kind of funny. And the way I thought about it was, how I grown up with this film? Like, how did my dad love this movie and showed it to me a bit too young when the slightly, like, the boob jokes, the those kind of things probably played a little bit better, or, uh, like, edgier than when, you, when you're, like, 10. I probably would have a lot more love for this film. Um, it feels a little bit like when you have a friend, no, you have a friend, mutual friend, um, uh, who everyone says, oh, they're the funniest. And if you never met them and they go, oh, they're really funny. They're really hilarious. You're going to love them. And you go to meet them. They're telling all these jokes and you're like, you're not that funny. And that's kind of how about this film. I feel like that happens with me a lot. <laughs> um, so, you know, I found it pretty unoffensive. Um, it's well better made than a lot of things. So like a three, I think. Um, yeah, so I I was confused by this film because I didn't particularly enjoy it. Mm. But this film is basically Jump Street. Mm. This film is almost identical to 21 and 22 Jump Street. It being an adaptation of sure. an older cop TV show. The plot points, obviously they're, they're yeah, classic yeah. cop movie plot points, yeah. but they are really similar sure. plot points that both of these uh, films hit. Yes. No, it's a late finish. Yeah, that both of these films hit. And the two Jump Street films are Great. probably my favourite films, definitely my favourite comedies of all time. They're, they're I, there. I adore those yeah, films. Yeah. And these, like, I guess it's just because it's an, like, it's an older style of humour that I don't particularly relate to as much, um, that I think it's obviously a bit dated. Yeah. Comedy is always the thing that, that holds up the worst. Yeah. I also think, while I knew nothing about the TV show Jump Street, I feel like at least a passing knowledge yeah. of Dragnet, the original TV sure. show, would help a lot with this. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot... Like, while I think Dan Aykroyd's performance is very good at what he's doing, yeah. I don't appreciate it as much because I don't know how good of yes. an impression it is. And like when they're doing specific satires of things that may have happened in these 1950s cop shows and specifically Dragnet, I don't get that as yeah. much. Um, so it, it was... Dis- like, 
I actually ended up watching it twice because I watched okay. I watched it once um, literally last night. Sure. And then uh, this afternoon after I passed my driving test, I was doing research for the show context and I saw how successful it was and, yeah, like, yeah. and like how much money it made and like, I was like, did I miss something here? Yeah. So I did watch it again, admittedly on 1.5 speed, sure. <laughs> um, which made Dan Aykroyd's very quick talking like this, made even worse. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, I just still didn't quite connect with it. And it's, it's unfortunate because, as I say, yeah. it's so similar to, to a film that I actually adore. I think the casting in it is great. Yeah, I think Tom Hanks does really well. Um, I think uh, Dan Aykroyd does really well. I think the guy playing the main villain does really well. It's just the jokes don't quite land no. for me. Yeah. And also, I don't... Ugh, like, it, it's not even that the jokes don't quite land for me. It's that there aren't enough jokes yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, well, like, yeah. in terms... Because there are obviously... there are, yeah. You can watch a film that you don't find funny, but appreciate, okay, they were trying to be funny yes. at this point. I just don't find it funny. And there were plenty of times like that where I was like, oh, they're trying to be funny here, but I don't find it yeah. funny. But there weren't even enough times for me where they were trying to be funny. Okay. Com- especially compared to a modern-day comedy sure. like... Um, Jump Street where like the the density of bits and the yeah. density of jokes is so so yeah. thick um, so I think I have to give it a 2.5 it was like it was unfortunate I, yeah I I just didn't particularly enjoy it um, I, I, there were some bits sure. I found funny like I probably wouldn't would have given it a 2 if it wasn't for the rap at the end yeah, because the rap, that the rap, the rap is, is honestly the rap amazing. five stars oh yeah incredible um, um, so, so on the Jump Street thing. Yeah. I, there are kind of two things here. Um, one, the first thing is like, what this reminds me of is something like Indiana Jones and Star Wars, so the kind of George Lucas movies, which were very much these films, which exist as, uh, they take these kind of 1950s, 1940s kind of serial things. So in the case of Star Wars, it's like Flash Gordon. And it kind of takes that Flash Gordon thing and it revamps it. And like Indiana Jones takes those kind of old adventure serials, those kind of pulp fiction novels, and it revamps it, it turns those things. But we today watching those films, we don't get any of that because we are so far away from the original things. In the same case here, right? This is parodying something from the 1950s, but because we're not 30 years away from it, the equivalent for us is, I guess, I guess this film. It's a late 80s film is the equivalent for us as something in the 50s was for these people. But because those kind of 1950s detective movies haven't hung about at all in our culture, they are something which... Gets referenced in parody, but pretty much parody alone. Yeah. There is no touch point for us to really love it, and the film doesn't hold up in the same way that an Indiana Jones or a uh, Star Wars does in its own. The second thing is, the film I think is even more like than Jump Street, is Hot Fuzz. Where Hot Fuzz, literally, it's about a straight-laced cop. Yeah. And a uh, buddy cop, they go in, there's this weird cult who's killing people. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it turns out they're being run by people who are actually working for the greater good. Yeah. Um, and in the end, the cop, which was really straight-less, becomes a fascist and <laughs> um, straight up just starts murdering people yeah. all the time. Um, but was it an adaptation of a previous no. TV so, show? So, I, I, so I, I my... I, my metaphor and comparison was better. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, so we go on to uh, how good was Tom Hanks in this? Do you want to go? Yeah. He was cast well. Yeah. But the fact that I don't enjoy the film very much kind of drags down his score. I. Th- he doesn't do anything wrong. He's definitely a relegated to a back role behind Dan Aykroyd. Like, Dan Aykroyd wrote this. Yeah. Uh, and, like... He wrote it and then yeah, started it's it. it it's a Dan Aykroyd film. He's film ma- yeah. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, he's tr- trying to make it all for himself, yeah, basically. Yeah. So he's definitely a, a like 
lesser character. Sure. Um, so I'll probably give him a three. Okay. He's fine. That's fair. Um, there's this thing in... Not necessarily film journalism, but it gets thrown around a lot about films, where people talk about uh, who is the most bankable star... Uh, you get this a lot. So it used to be Will Smith. There was a period of time where Will Smith was the most bankable star. Kind of probably starts after Independence Day, maybe beginning of Independence Day, continues on for a really long time to films like um, I Am Legend and Hitch and stuff like that. And he'd be in these films, and whether they were good or not, they would make money. And I think we start to see Tom Hanks on a rise to bankable starness, right? He is in this as a bankable star. Is this good? No. Is uh, Skyscraper, the film with um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, good? No. But are you going to see it to see Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Are you going to see it to see Tom Hanks? Yeah, maybe. And I think he is... He has that bankability. It sounds bad. Like it's a weird term. Is, is he good in it? I guess not. Is he Tom Hanks in it? Is it beginning to see Tom Hanks as this kind of independent figure? Yeah. Um... So I yeah, I think same as you. Like you have three, three. Yeah, I give a three. I think like it, it's fine. You won't you won't leave this and think wow that was a dud by Tom Hanks. But for what could have been more of a slam hit, he is giving it his all. But the material isn't great, and it's you know it's fine. It's a it, yeah. Uh, instantly, just on that um, Will Smith bankable start thing. I saw a stat the other day, and I just wanted to double check it. Uh, Will Smith has only has not been in a certified fresh uh, film uh, on Rotten Tomatoes for yeah. those of you that don't know certified fresh I believe it's over 90% uh, potentially yeah. um, yes, reviews on like 90% positive reviews, reviews on Rotten Tomatoes uh, since Men in Black yeah it's been a long time yeah and like, but he was bankable for so much of that period when it was yeah, not good and, movies and most of them are not good like yeah. to be fair I enjoy a lot of those movies in there like Pursuit of Happiness yeah, I yeah. enjoy I Am Legend and like Hitch. but Hitch is fine. Hitch is um, Hitch. But like, I mean, most of the films are like are not good. under 50% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. And, it's real bad. In the same and way yet that, he's still making money. In the same way that actually I would maybe suggest that The Rock has, of, that, of all the films I've seen, one good film, that's Jumanji. And even then he's sort of playing a parody of himself. Like it only works because he's playing against his type. Other than that, they are like enjoyable action films, but they're not like great. They're, they're uh, fine. Excuse you, Scorpion King. I've not seen Scorpion again. Very so, good. Okay. And I, I weirdly very much enjoy Welcome to the Jungle with Sean William Scott as in Stifler from... Yeah. Um, and I remember watching it as a kid and I'm sure it's not good. I'm sure it doesn't hold up, but oh boy, do I remember enjoying right. it. Um, anyway, complete sure. sidetrack. Uh, so, that's our next podcast, Steve. So that's... Rock's box. Yeah, oh, oh, he's nailed that right off the top of his head. Oh, we've got our sequel to Hang Sang. It's enough, Rock's does box. Does have enough films? Probably not. I mean, maybe it's a mini series. Uh, I, you know what? After this, I do think we should do like a very short one, and then we should go and turn that big <laughs> one. Um, so, uh, of course, Dick Meter. Oh, he's so not, how? The, no, he's not a dick at all. In no, this. Um, he starts off one, and then he becomes. Well, no, he starts off as a cop Serpico. who has grown up in. Serpico. He's like he's an underground narc, like of, who tortures people, Jamie. Okay. Yes, fine, he does slap, but. He, he, he tortures a man that did kill another man and throw a Molotov cocktail. Jamie, please tell me you're not justifying the use of torture from the police. I'm not justifying it. You are saying I'm it's just, okay just, because this guy is a bad guy. Just given a reason. You're suggesting it. why he might want to torture just, I'm just saying that, you know, there are some people who deserve torture more than others. <laughs> wow, sweet giving him on the knee meter. Um, I'll... 
I'll give him um, a two. One for each testicle that he crushed. I'm going to give it a five. He tortures a man not once, but twice. To be fair, we never actually see him do it. We hear him torture. We hear... uh, He could just be shutting the the, the thing And the man screams in pain. He could be slapping him with his wooden hand. That's still torture. That's not torture. That's not torture. Police abuse. Yes, I'll give you that. But it is not torture. Abuse. He is being detained by the police and physically assaulted at very least, which would be counted as torture. Yeah, but for information, as we learned from last last week's film, sometimes you just got to slap a bitch up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, fine. I'm sorry. I think that's the biggest disparity we've ever had. I'm the dick. Yeah. Oh god. Um, And then is this film going in your Hanks bank? No. 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 Of course it's not. It's not good. Shit. Watch, no, watch. Yeah, yeah, now we have to think of what's uh, going to save humanity this week. Sure, and I always I, forget that that's the thing. I have one. Uh, the second thing, uh, if you don't want to watch this film, uh, listen to watch the films that we have recommended. So that's Jump Street 1 and 2, 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, and Hot Fuzz. Yep. Those all do the exact same thing and they do it much better. Yep. Um, yeah, so my thing is it's Pride Month. And I think that saves humanity. When I was a kid, I mean, you were a kid too, right? Like There, there was absolutely no visibility for things like this. Um, I'm sure it's the same for you, but at my school, I don't remember be- there being any out kids. Um, and I know that school today, they have an LGBT club, they go to parade, uh, Pride and stuff. And I think that's great. And I really like living in a society where people don't have to be afraid, or shouldn't have to be afraid uh, to be themselves. And um, I think it's really important, like LGBTQ plus visibility is really important. So that, I think, to the aliens, and we can go look... For we've had such a shit history, but we continue on this march. Hopefully, uh, through the efforts of so many people towards love and towards a more accepting society, and that will one day save us. So please don't kill us now, and please let us join the United States of Space, so we may do that quicker. Mine is video games. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> I've been playing video games a lot more recently with yeah. uh, with a pal of mine that's uh, that's living me for a little bit. And we're playing together. We've sunk many, many hours into them. Mm-hmm. It's been great fun. Um, it doesn't, you know, have any of this, you know, virtue signaling. Oh my God. <laughs> the amount you mentioned, <laughs> Jamie, the two things you mentioned the most, you mentioned the most, I think ironically, but the amount you do them is the word cuck and the word the term virtue signaling you mentioned so often. I'm not sure they're ironic anymore. Look, I'm just reclaiming the word cuck, okay? I'm taking it back from the right. Us real cucks deserve to use our word. Oh, God. See, but you always do these, like, really... Positive what? things, and I can never think of anything like that. So the only thing I can do is so undercut it with comedy. It's all I know how to do, Al. I don't know why I'm so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, video games? Yeah, so video games. <laughs> yeah, the safety balance. Yeah, you, you've gone for, you know, the. Uh, the love and the representation of people from, uh, from different backgrounds and different sexualities. And I've gone for the one medium that really is aggressively not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, because you've got to have yeah. a little balance in life. Oh, no, of sometimes you've got to have pride, and then sometimes you've got to have shame. You know, a decent amount. Yeah, shame. <laughs> Just a decent amount of shame. You went for a much more tame <laughs> word than I was going to choose, so I'm glad you cut me off. And with that, uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. Give us five stars. Uh, tweet about us. You can find me at, at Jamie P. Loxton. You can find Al Al underscore Steve. <laughs> You can see me at Al underscore C's underscore stuff. Yeah, that one. Um, Take your friends' phones, subscribe uh, to us on there, and then download all 15 of these episodes. Yeah. Do it. You know As you we want know, to. know one person did this thing. We really? had a sudden, well, not all 15, oh, but we had a sudden did, spike yeah. in downloads, and we were like, what the hell? And it was because someone just downloaded the last, like, nine episodes to in one day. Friend so whoever that, that is, that, uh, we love thanks. you. And to all other friends, maybe just, like, do that again. Like, you yeah, don't have to yeah, yeah, listen yeah. to them again. Just re-download just them. Back, just re-download them all. And then was like, and then maybe we'll get some advertising. Yeah. It'll be great. If you work in advertising, uh, please go to your boss. Like, hey, I found this like cool indie podcast that I can maybe do some like adverts, <laughs> and that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, we had a friend for this week, very briefly, uh, wherein uh, an expert. Sorry, on- sorry, you blew past that. Oh. Do you mean we had a friend's fault? Yes. <laughs> uh, where a uh, friend. Uh, who With was an, ex- who's an expert in uh, kind of Palestine history, or you know, World War II Palestine history, uh, said she was going to check it for content. We didn't hear anything back, so you know what, Jamie? I I'm, think I'll take that as a gift. I think it was perfectly fine, yeah. and we didn't. <laughs> she, yep, she yeah. didn't attack us. No, Thank you, Becca. So, you said you said I'm gonna listen to it and then fact check you, and then nothing came back. So, I so clearly. All our facts were correct. And as I tweeted about recently, uh, we expect our peace prize to be in the mail. <laughs> uh, right. Right. You know, what I, you know what I'm going to go and do now, Al? Have a I'm going to go and fucking... No. <laughs> no. It's a victory rack. <laughs> no. I'm going to go and drive home. Vroom, I don't have to vroom. order an Uber and pay too much money. I don't have to check when the buses are coming. Yeah. I'm a free man, Al. I'm going to drive home like the, the little 17-year-old kid in me was wanted to do for eight goddamn years. Hank's another ep in the bank. No, that's not even the phrase. I, Thanks for hanking no. banking. From me, Jamie, and my co-host Al, that's another ep in the bank. Get it right! Hank you later. <laughs>